And we're live with Angular Air. Hello, my name is Kent C. Dodds, and um, I am joined by our awesome panel. We're going to be talking about Angular Connect, do a recap of that awesome conference. Um, and so before we get started, I'd like to go ahead and introduce everybody um, so everybody can say hi. So uh, with us today, we have Olivier Colm. Hey. And Amy Knight. <laughs> Who's having trouble getting Hello. in? Sorry, sorry, Slack just went off. And I was trying That's, to use You're good. Um, and uh, uh, Carmen Popovicu. Hey. <laughs> and Patrick JS. Hey, guys. <laughs> Complete with his attempt to at the British accent. And uh, Jeff Welfley. Oi, mate. Oh, no, that's Australian again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Cool. So before we get started, uh, just a couple of quick announcements. So today we're, we're going to be talking about um, Angular Connect and our experience at the conference, um, or everybody else's experience at the conference, and my experience watching some of the videos. Um, and uh, so if you actually have some things that you want to highlight or anything um, as you're watching live, you can um, jump on the hashtag ngairquestion, and uh, hey, maybe I'll watch the ngairstatement um, hashtag too. So if you want to make a statement rather than a question, I'll watch that too. Um, but yeah, if you do have a question about the conference, uh, go ahead and hit us up at hashtag ngairquestion on Twitter. And then as always, follow us on Twitter and Google Plus um, to keep up with the latest and greatest. And uh, next week's show is going to be with Matthias uh, Nimla. <laughs> Dang it. I'm so bad. Uh, his, he's Year of Mu, if you know him from other places. But he's uh, the brains behind it, uh, Angular Animate, and uh, he's going to talk with us about ng-animate 2.0 um, next week, uh, same time, same place. So I think, uh, actually, time zones are changing um, because here we're doing crazy stuff with this daylight savings thing, which I think is totally bonkers. But uh, yeah, so if you, if where you are doesn't uh, like honor time, daylight savings or whatever, um, uh, I envy you. And uh, the show will be an hour uh, later, I think. Um, so, but it's always going to be at 11 o'clock in San Francisco. So if you just uh, jump on that, um, that's when it'll always be. Um, okay, cool. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, I wasn't actually at the conference, so I'm going to probably not talk a lot, and I'll just leave this up to um, uh, to the panelists to jump on this. So let's talk about the conference, everybody. Go ahead. Silence. I think you need to ask a question. <laughs> well, you, you can ask questions. You're panelists. <laughs> uh, what went well at the conference? What was awesome? Well, if I could speak that one, I think the keynote was amazing. <laughs> See, the keynote highlights a lot of uh, really nice features in Angular 2 that we should probably go over. Like, server rendering is one of the best ones. Jeff could talk more about that as well as pre-compiling the application and the performance boost compared to Angular 1. Well, just in, in general, I think uh, a lot of the talks went well. The feeling that I got coming away from it was that uh, Angular 2 is very close to being ready to build real stuff off of. And uh, I think Brad, like uh, Patrick's mentioning, did a good job of highlighting not only all the stuff that is currently great in Angular 2, but uh, some things that are close and on the way. 
Um, so overall, you know, I, I thought the talks were themselves were kind of the highlight of the uh, the conference. Yeah, I really like so many things to. I, I couldn't choose uh, between each track. Um, I wanted to see everything, and then I wanted to talk to people. Um, yeah, there were too many things to do at the same time, so it was nice, and it's cool that we can watch the videos after. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I should just announce Scott Moss just joined us. We're happy to have you back, so Scott. So, <laughs> and he's also muted, but he's waving. Um, so, um, for the the conference, I was kind of curious. Um, would you all say that um, at the conference, whether it was like part of the talks or in conversations with other people, that people were talking more about Angular one or Angular two? What were, where was kind of the focus uh, at the conference? I feel like Angular two. Yeah, I think so too. I think it was definitely Angular too. Was was there any conversation about like migrating uh, from their Angular one apps? Like, did people express any concerns about the migration path or strategy or anything like that? Yeah, I did hear some chatter in the hallways, and uh, some people were really afraid of the work to do between Angular one and Angular two. When they had to, when they will migrate the, applica the application, um, some of them were thinking that maybe the Angular One application should stay in Angular One, and just they should just wait for the next, the next part to to write it in Angular Two, and maybe not migrate. Migrate, I don't know. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, maybe it's not a bad idea. Well, I did have. I didn't actually. Uh... Get a chance to watch the talk yet? But they talked about ng upgrade. Um, I think that was something started by Pascal, if I remember correctly. And uh, just the, the sort of process, a lot, sort of a combination of a lot of stuff that people have talked about in blog posts, and the core team has talked about of the way in which you would migrate your app if you wanted to from ng1 to ng2. And so I, I think um, Pascal and others have sort of started to formalize that in terms of a number of steps and guidelines, which uh, seem to make sense from everything I've seen. Yep. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen ng-upgrade, it's uh, a library that allows you to write Angular 2 code for Angular 1. Um, oh, no, this is ng one ng-upgrade is um, uh, the application that allows you to write both Angular 1 and Angular 2 application in the same website, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I know as well. Like, you can do, go both ways. Yeah, both projects uh, seem really interesting, but not are not finalized yet, so... Yeah, I, like, there's, there's a big push on Angular 2 in general, because, you know, a lot of people were expecting to announce the, the beta, and then when they didn't, like, they, you know, they knew they, knew they were not going to announce the beta, so they were like, you know, how do we make sure that like we, we still make everybody happy when we're not announcing the beta? So there was just a lot of content on Angular 2. So like, yeah, most of the focus was definitely on that. One thing that I um, I personally um, I, I hate to admit this, but I, I'm it's been such a long time. Angular 2 has been been going like in development for a really, really long time. And it, it's starting I'm starting to lose a little bit of steam on being excited for this awesome new framework, which is legitimately amazing, 
Um, was there any um, any like feeling like that at the conference? And um, kind of as part of that, did they um, uh, did the Angular team kind of hint at any sort of like time frame when the beta might be released or or how things are coming along on the development? No, I don't. I didn't see any time frame. Uh, I look at all the, the, the talks, but I don't think they released like like oh here, here's when it's gonna come out. Uh, but I think what they did was they did a really good job on, uh, like for instance, like different components of Angular 2 that are just being like developed and being released, and they keep having like all these integrations, like for instance with native script, and then like the router is looking good, and like all this stuff. So they keep finding these little nuggets that they keep building upon to get you excited about Angular 2 uh, while while you're wait, waiting for the actual framework to be done. Uh, so I think that's pretty good. So like you know they have those integrations like oh check out Angular 2 with Firebase, check out Angular 2 with this, and that was what's keeping people excited versus like okay what the hell are we waiting on? Is this another change detection talk? Like we get it, we get it. Like let's just use the framework. So they they, they kind of did that, and I think that's just like keep helping it. Yeah, I yeah. gotta keep the fire burning. Um, I'm also kind of curious how like all the others like all of you. Felt about it because I actually had the opposite of you, Kent. Uh, because like I've been laying low until now because it did feel that it's not ready. So I was like, okay, I just need to wait a bit more. And like now, when I saw the talks and I see, I saw the keynote. Um, to me, I I got excited because it for me it felt that okay, it's like it's getting there. And my impression of it was that it's like the that the APIs are stable. Uh, there's a lot of documentation missing, but th that was my feeling that that's the biggest chunk that is missing, and then for the rest, they're kind of already, already there. But I'm curious if I'm the only one who had this feeling. Well, I, th I think that's the thing that um, I, I don't know, like, for sure, but my interpretation of the events, like seeing what happened um, both to the repo and uh, hearing from other people is that they wanted, obviously, to launch the beta for this conference, I would imagine. But if you looked at even the week before the conference, there was, like, four different releases, like, in that yeah. week because they were, like, uh, encountered one problem. They were trying to, like, fix it really quickly, and then that ran into another issue, and they were kind of scrambling. And, I, and I, I'm pretty sure they, they made the call right at the end there that, like, you can't launch the beta right after you made, like, a whole set of changes, like change detection the API changed pretty significantly and a couple other things, so all the documentation, like you're saying, Carmen wasn't, you know, um, there yet. Um, but I, I think it is close. If I had to guess, um, like I think we have that in one of our questions, I, I think it's within, like, a matter of weeks, but we'll see. I also, uh, sorry, Olivia, I also saw somebody uh, tweeted today that like the milestones uh, were added to the repo, so there were two uh, beta milestones added, like the zero zero and zero one, um, and the first one was twenty something percent done already. Something yeah. like that. Having those milestones is really nice for transparency of development. So that's really that's good news. It's good. I kind of got the feeling by talking to people that like they're really, really invested in making sure people are successful with it. So I can appreciate, like, not rushing it and, you know, I know that at some point you have to get it out, but I'd rather have it, like, really solid than and take a little while longer. Yeah, it's free software. We can't complain. <laughs> yeah, it's free. 
But, I mean, like, yeah, like I said, just like in talking to people there, they just really, really, really seem to genuinely care that people are successful with it. Well, that's one of our favorite things about the Angular team in general, too, is, is how genuine they are and, and community-centric. And, so, and uh, of course, that trickles down to the rest of the community, and um, that's a whole other podcast uh, about how, how um, awesome this community is. Um, so kind of maybe we can, unless somebody else has some comments, um, maybe we can talk more about the, the actual conference. Um, so what we talk like maybe we could consider this as like a conference retrospective as if we were like um, organizers of this conference but like um, you know what, what went well what didn't go well what could they improve on next year um, and maybe they'll they'll watch this and learn from um, our experience I, I like the, uh, the the multi-track thing uh, like you know normally I'm like kind of against that because I'm like well I want to kind of see all the talks uh, but I, I really liked it because one, it allowed you know more talks to, to get in. Uh, you can pick and choose, and you can also just live stream you know other talks while you're sitting at one talk and like two time a talk. So like it it, <laughs> it kind of worked out good. I really like that. I, I I think they did it very very well. A lot of conferences do that and, and don't do it very well. So they did a good job of doing that and like setting up talks. Like there was one room that was bigger than the other room, so they were anticipating some talks having a bigger audience, and they would try to put them in the track where the room was bigger. Uh, so they did a good job of doing that, and like uh, I, I think that that kind of like made it for me. They sort, yeah, of did, sort of did a good job. Yeah, yeah. you'll as, as good as they could, as good as they could. I mean, it's not gonna be perfect. I mean, you know, th like I know, like that web workers talk was in the smaller room, and it was packed. Like it was coming out of the doors, and I was like, well, they should have put. And then I looked in up, but I forgot whose talk was going on, on track one during that time. But it was like nobody in there, and I was like, oh, okay, they they kind of kind of messed that one up. But you know, they they did what they could. Yeah, I, I have the feeling that uh, track one was Angular one, and track two Angular two uh, for most of the talks. So I don't know. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah. Wi-Fi was well. That, that yeah. has been their their anticipation that Angular two would be more popular, um, and so or um, maybe they just said all like all the Angular two talks happened to. Um, be more popular in their eyes, and, and so that just kind of worked out that way. Yeah. Yeah, the Wi-Fi was good. <laughs> we were able to to do yeah. Angular. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's impressive. Like conference Wi-Fi, we can stream video. Wow. Good yeah. for them. Well, and not only that, but like all the conference attendees were wa watching the other track while in another track, so we were streaming at the same time as watching right. the other talk. <laughs> like what Scott was saying. I think I think one uh, hold on. <coughs> I think one criticism <laughs> is uh, for YouTube they actually created two channels for track one and two, and then later they released all the videos on track one channel and renamed it. So I think one criticism is that if they just created one channel, then all the views would be merged into that one. I think that's a, that would be like one you know improvement that they could do there. It's a little bit confusing searching on YouTube for Angular Connect and finding Angular Connect track one, Angular Connect track two. Yeah. Yeah, you're like picking. <laughs> you know, well, one thing, one improvement, I guess, that um, they could have done is sort of with the venue. The venue didn't teach Patrick how to speak in a British accent well enough. <laughs> <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, 
Speaking yeah. of venue, venue, that uh, place was humongous. Like, uh, yeah. you know, walking from your hotel to the thing. Like the first day, Patrick and I were like walking for like ten minutes, and we were, we weren't even halfway through the thing. I think I cannot believe how big that place was. Yeah. Um, I, one improve. So, whenever I, I say what didn't go well, like I, I always like to do what what you would do to improve it. So for this. I think that maybe if they gave all the attendees like little scooters or something like that, or like what's a what's a British thing that's like a, what people use like they don't use scooters out there. What what do they do? They, something they like that. You, you know the swappers that people use in America. They they kind of stand in it and then they kind of just like lean forward, like a Segway, but like a smaller one. I think if they gave everyone that one, those little walkers, then I think everything would be nice. <laughs> A double-decker bus to get from the hotel to the front door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a proper ride. <laughs> and, and there were, like, a ton of other, like, expos going on, too, uh, during the conference. And, like, I was trying to sneak into one, and uh, it didn't work <laughs> out, so. <laughs> it sounds like, from, from what you're all saying, it sounds like they really, really nailed it um, for this conference. Did a really, really good job. Is that it, the consensus? Yeah. 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 I, I was impressed. yeah, and they also like there there was so the second day they, they had this chill out room. Um and I I went there in between the talks and it was so so cool. Like it was so silent and everybody was just working on their stuff and it was just it was so peaceful to just watch everybody. <laughs> it was so so cool. It was very nice. Yeah, I agree that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then they had a speaker room, which I thought was legit. Like, yeah, yeah. That was that was money right there. Like, just the speaker room. You go in there, and they had like somebody like standing guard. Where only speakers can come in there, and like they had like separate dinners and lunches and breakfasts for for the speakers, and like it was it was real nice to be able to go in and just talk about the talks and whatnot uh, away from the attendees. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I tried to follow Jeff and Patrick and come in and. The, the woman at the door told me, "No, you're not the speaker." <laughs> no, but you you came in like at the second yeah, the we were day. in there. We were we ate together. Yeah, the second day, but it was uh, after Angela and maybe she knew that I was doing some stuff with the staff. And yeah, <laughs> coming from somebody who likes to eat pretty good, I can appreciate that they had like healthy yeah. things. Cool. So if you had to name the top, um, like, let's say that there, uh, some of our viewers are watching or listening, trying to find out what they can do to get their conference right, like they're planning a conference. What are the top five things or, you know, top three things that uh, Angular Connect nailed and got right that uh, every conference should do? Wi-Fi. Good speakers. with Wi-Fi. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, good speakers and, and good talks, I think. Yeah, they also had like a, a overload of information, which I think was great. Like there were printouts of all the schedules, like multiple times, multiple formats, emails of the schedules, like what track. Like it was just like you couldn't go anywhere and not know what time something was, which was great. So I really like that. I like the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the 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 band at the uh, party was great. They they picked out and uh, Car Carmen was definitely the highlight of that. <laughs> 
but it was really it was great the music was great and um, there were so many people dancing like people that I didn't even think they are dancing and they were dancing so well so it was cool <laughs> music changes people yeah yeah and comment comment changes people as well <laughs> I think that we wouldn't have danced like that without coming in the middle yeah, because I was making a fool of myself, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so we were thinking, oh, it's all right. If she's yeah. making a fool, yeah, we can You can't do. look worse than that. <laughs> and my favorite was uh, Shai Resnick, who was, like, trying to copy Carmen, and he, like, did the like, same exact uh, dance she was doing. That was, like, really good. And Uri was amazing. Uh, Uri, um, oh, Uri, I'm sorry, I forgot your last name. Um, but he was, he was great. He was also really, really great. Yeah, you really shaked. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. really good with, with his long flowing hair. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. No, yeah. no, not, not that one. <laughs> for, pe for people who didn't like dancing, there was a projection of uh, Back to the Future, one in, in the other room, so it was nice as well. And there was a magician. Oh, was yeah. But but actually, Ken, one other thing too was um, just it was well organized. They had you know not only Pete but you know the other organizers and the, the what is it White October events or whatever they were, they were called that other organization that was working with them, who just at all times they had their uh, headsets on, were constantly running around trying to like make sure everything went right, and you could just definitely tell that like they were on top of everything. I think that's like really important for conference organizers. Cool. Awesome. Um, can you, you talk about the venue a little bit? You already mentioned that the venue itself was huge, but what about London? Did any of you get a chance to explore London at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a baited question. I, I've been jealous of your pictures on Twitter um, all week. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah we, me, Lucas, and uh, Patrick went out uh, mid-down. I guess it's Midtown London. I don't know what you would call it, but like down there somewhere to go like shopping for clothes, and we ate like Piccadilly. Huge steakhouse. Oh, dude, are those? Wait, are those mine? Are those yours? Oh yeah, dude, your your shades got lost in my luggage, so I left them in my luggage, which got lost by British Airlines. So. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's alright. But yeah, we we explored London, did some shopping. We went to the steakhouse and I, like ordered the smallest steak they had. And they brought out the biggest steak I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, because you're American, so I guess it's American size. It was it was huge. I took one bite. I was like, I can't, I can't eat this. I'm sorry. Nice. Easter dinner was like really really fun, where they rented the double decker bus and the venue for oh, the yeah. was really nice. Yeah, that was really nice. Food was good. I thought. Yeah, Did any of you guys get get used to the roads out there? Because I was going to rent a car. Uh, but I'm kind of glad I didn't, uh, because like, you oh, know, we, yeah, we were catching these oh, Ubers, yeah. and I was like freaking out in the car, I'm like, man, you're gonna, cr oh, oh wait, never mind, that's how you do it over here. Okay. I, I could not imagine driving around there. That is crazy. <laughs> that's the only bad part about London in traffic. Like, don't try to go anywhere in a certain amount of time. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Hard. I mean, even crossing the street was bad, right? Like, as you cross the street and you look this way, and you're like, oh wait, it's actually this way. Too late. Did any of you guys go on the gondola? On the what? There was a gondola that left right outside um, of our, our hotel that like went over the water 
and mm-hmm. to the other side. So Gleb did it, and um, he said it was awesome. He said that you know it was a great view of the city, and then when they got on the other side, you get on this boat that goes down um, the, the Thames River to Big Ben and Parliament and that type of thing. Um, so I, I think maybe for next year, anybody that goes, uh, that would be something highly recommended. Heck yeah. Yeah, there was just one thing that um, didn't well went so well. It's the end conference. I think uh, it was kind of a last minute thing. Um, I wish they had advertised about it earlier. Uh, it was supposed to be a room where people could give talk uh, freely, but um, yeah, I guess nobody knew about it and no one was coming. So they they cut this stopped it uh, from the second day. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think you're talking about the AMAs, where you, all the, the people go in the room, that's as good yeah, as anything. Yeah, the AMAs was, was nice, because um, I don't like when people ask questions at the end of a talk. You take 10 minutes for questions that nobody cares about. Maybe it's not about the talk. So, yeah, AMAs was nice to have. Although, although ours was kind of weird, I, I don't quite know what happened. But uh, you know, for Patrick and a couple of other you guys that were there for our time slot, like uh, a couple of people filtered in. I think there was something else going on at that time, and we we talk, ended up talking to them individually, but we didn't really answer questions as much. So like, I, I don't know whether um, it seems like there might be some. I like the idea, but uh, maybe there might be some improvement uh, that they could do there. I think you just have a way of distilling information in such a way that nobody has a single question. You're just that good. And <laughs> maybe I don't know. So, but the AMA and the unconference were two different things, right? The unconference was like actual talks. People would just come, and you're saying that that could have been a little bit improved, Olivier. Yeah, uh, I wanted to do well. Pa- um, Pascal wanted me to do one on uh, NG2 Translate. Um, they stopped the Zen conference before I could give one. Pascal wanted to do one as well, and he had the same problem. But yeah, I, I wish I I knew earlier that there was this possibility, and I would have given something on the first day. I think. Yeah, it wasn't as advertised as much. I didn't realize there was an unconference, so I accidentally stumbled upon it. And I was like, oh, it's this thing. So like they they kind of just like. Yeah, we got to unconference, but they didn't really feed that into all the sources of information that they did everything else, so it kind of just fell off. Cool. Maybe uh, they can, they'll can they watch this and they'll learn from that, and maybe even the ng-conf guys will be watching this and they can do something like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think it's a good idea. Um, so, cool. So, um, let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about uh, some of the talks. So, um, I realized that some of you may be saving some of the talks for uh, your picks, but uh, let's save the picks for other things, and let's talk about the talks. Um, I'll go ahead and start off. I, I actually haven't had a chance to watch a lot of the talks yet, but one of the ones that I watched was uh, Joe Eames gave his talk on empathy. It was uh, like becoming a Betazoid, and as a Trekkie, um, I loved that, to- um, that reference. Um, but I thought it was a very, very good talk, very practical, um, different from lots of the other soft skills talks that you hear where it's all just like fluffy and, and feathers and not practical. Uh, so I, I thought he gave some really solid advice and recommend that people check that out, even if you're not into Angular. And if you're not into Angular, I have no idea why you're watching this podcast. Um, but you should recommend it to people who aren't into Angular because it was um, 
generally applicable. What other talks uh, did you find um, enjoyable? Uh, the, the web workers. Uh, yes. yes. I guess it can so impressive that this young intern could do that. Well, young, I don't know how young he is, but it was really impressive and really, really, yeah, I don't know. He wasn't, he wasn't stressed. Uh, it was clear. Uh, the subject was technical, but I guess it was clear enough for us to understand and the possibilities of uh, web workers in Angular 2 are really interesting for me as well, uh, at least. That was going to be my pick too. Like I have tried to fool around with them a little bit for something I had to do at work and it definitely, like he said, was not the easiest thing to work with. Um, so I can appreciate, I think he's a junior in college right now and he was not only like knew exactly what he was talking about, but he delivered it really, really well too. So, and he's nice. So icing on the cake. I like the um, the native script talk. Not not so much the actual talk. Uh, I thought the talk was actually kind of hard to watch. Uh, but the content on the talk was really really great because like I think native script is legit, and the fact that they had something working with Angular too. Like I was just like, man, like I was just like so excited about that talk. I watched it like three times. And then, like, I went along and like built some apps with it to see if it worked. I was like, okay, this totally works. This is this is this is legit. So I really really like that talk. Uh, I like the talk by Ben Lesh on uh, RxJS. Uh, it was it's a good introduction for anyone who still doesn't know what what this thing is. Uh, is um, yeah, I like this one. My favorite uh, two talks actually were Rob Wormald and actually there was like four people talking in the same session, uh, but there's just like a ton of information that they stuffed in there, like between the four people speaking, and actually uh, you know some stuff actually I didn't even realize I, I hadn't um, been keeping up with for um, the second set of speakers, so I forget their names, who talked about how you can plug into the compile pipeline in Angular 2, which is like really cool stuff that uh, uh, brings up some interesting possibilities for adding like additional sugar later on. Um, and then the other one is actually Amy's talk. I, I really liked I, I tweeted about like, uh, I, I think for beginners, like uh, it's it's so, because my, my wife is, um, has, has thought about, you know, switching careers and, and trying to uh, get into development as well. So like I, I totally get the difficulties in kind of doing that and uh, how hard it is to get started. And I, I kind of work with um, a lot of like college kids now, like at my alma mater, BC here. And uh, always, it, one of the biggest things they they ask about is, okay, how can I get started? How do you, how do you kind of get that initial, um, you know, jump on your career, which is can be hard. No matter how many um, how many developers are in demand. Uh, getting started is still hard, and so uh, Amy provided a lot, a lot of great tips and, and kind of insight, I think, um, which was great. I've like, I've seen way too many of my friends to go in situations where like they're just not set up in a good environment for learning, and I feel bad for them. <laughs> so uh, if I could pick one, I would pick the ng animate talk. It's actually really nice to see any, all the updates to animations. I think it was great that you were able to control your animations to a slider for Angular Animate 2.0, and you're able to see exactly like what frame by frame 
which one you're able to like see exactly the animation. It's really nice. So like when that's released, it's going to be I think game changer in terms of web development and animations in, in general. Yeah, it's like controlling music, but animation. That was pretty cool. One talk though, I think that we do need to 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 talk about is uh, Lucas's and Shy's talk because I, I I didn't watch it live, but I watched it later on, and like I was in my hotel room like four o'clock in the morning, just laughing so loud. Like, well, well, you know, actually, this this brings up one thing that going back to like what didn't go so well, and, and I'm not sure quite how to fix this, but like the the crowd was kind of like we a uh, little bit. Um, like uh, it, it was hard to gauge. Like it was one thing I talked with Lucas and Shy about a lot about afterwards. Like during the uh, original keynote, the first talk of the conference, and and there's they they did there was some great stuff that like people didn't really give like a reaction for, and I don't know whether that's because of like the difference in cultures or or what. Um, but I think that made it hard for Lucas and and Shy to work off of, frankly. Yeah, I, I, I totally think it was the culture stuff. I mean, there were references that, you know, people from other cultures just won't get. Uh, and, like, you know, the Brits, their humor is more tongue-in-cheek, whereas our humor is more, like, in-your-face, Kevin Hart, let me throw some memes at you. Like, you know, that's not how they get down. So, like, they, they didn't really understand that. And, like, I saw that. So, like, for me, like, I didn't write my slides until the night before because I, I kind of anticipated that, like, if I wrote something and stuck to it, that it, it wouldn't stick. So I wanted to fill the crowd out. Uh, so, like, I wrote my slides as, like, things to hit, but everything that I said on stage was just on the top of my head because I wanted to be, like, original and, like, like get, get into the crowd and, like, try to make them laugh and entertain them because it's not, like, back at home where I'm like, oh, I know what, I know what they're going to laugh at. They're going to laugh at the same stuff I'm going to laugh at. Uh, so it wasn't like that. But, yeah, it was it was, it was was a tough crowd. But uh, Shai's and Lucas' talk was still, uh, like, I just couldn't stop laughing. Like, I was just like, I had Lucas was like, dude, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen at any conference. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the expectations were high, so maybe that's why some people got disappointed. But it was uh, it was funny. Maybe not as funny as, uh, as the one from NGConf, I don't know. But still, uh, it's really hard to to make something fun for so many people. So, but I think, yeah, Shai and, yeah, and Lucas were a bit disappointed by the reactions of the people. So. Scott, I appreciated your talk, too. I think, like, not a lot of people in this industry necessarily have the guts to admit it when they're, like, wrong and make mistakes, but we all do. So I appreciated, like, your humility to get up in front of a lot of people and do that. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, I, well, you know, at first I was, like, actually looking at code from, like, other people's code, and then I was just like, you know what? I started noticing, I was like, yeah, I used to do that. I used to do that. And I realized, I was like, wait, I did do that. I'll just talk about my code then. This is this will be better. So, but yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that really is how you learn. Like, you make the, you learn from, like, making the worst mistakes. So it's cool that you have the humility to do that. I, I also liked uh, Yuri's talk about uh, generators and protractor. I think it was a very good one. He he explained the concepts very very well. I really liked it. Um, and he also had a very sweet way of being funny. So that was that was that was sweet. Um, but I think it content-wise, it was um, it was very good. I think he answered some questions that people usually have when it comes to um, uh, testing with protractor, 
Um, but I also like the fact that he, he really took the time in his talk to, to explain generators. Like, really nice. I, I liked it. Um, so, yeah, he, he, it was nice. It was a very good one. I recommend that one. Yeah. Nobody is talking about um, this, this talk that was really a fool by uh, Patrick something and Jeff, I don't know. Uh, it was so, so embarrassing. I don't know what, what you guys think think about it, but <laughs> I haven't well, watched I'm... the talk yet. But uh, I'm guessing it was uh, entertaining because those two guys are uh, one are pretty knowledgeable, and two they work very well together. So I'm hoping it was a good talk. So I'll maybe I'll report back after I watch it today. Well, the best part of the talk by far was that Patrick was able to make our server running solution so fast it went back in time. So it was uh, recording like negative uh, you know, 50 milliseconds runtime, which was pretty amazing. Wow, Back to the Future theme. Is that why you did that? Yeah, that was, I was trying to get, get to the theme of Back to the Future while showing that so fast it went to the, in the past. But like, no one really got I had to refresh it so many times to get it correctly. But yeah. Uh, it was a I was good, joking. It, yeah, it was a good talk. Sorry. Yeah, it <laughs> was ahead. a good talk. Sorry. Sorry, Finch. <laughs> <laughs> it was one thing missing. Olivier should have done a talk. He needs to do a talk for NGCOMP. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I'm not as good as you guys for talks. I, I, I think the organization of uh, NGA went well, so I'm, I'm happy for that. You did a splendid job. Thank you for doing that. Um, okay, uh, so I think um, unless there's anything else that uh, you all want to talk about, uh, we can jump into the picks and tips and, and wrap things up. Is there anything else that we should mention about the conference? Yeah, Ionic 2 is being released. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so that's going to be really interesting to see that um, when it's out about... All right, so Jeff is wanting us to gamble on the show. You make your best guess based off of like progress and where we're at of, of when we think that the uh, Angular will go into full release. So like, I, I think all of us probably feel that the beta is coming in, imminently in the next couple weeks. But um, so basically I, I wanted to get us to put bets on... So Price is Right style is... You know, you can't go over. If you go over, you're done. So it has to be before, um, but it's the closest otherwise. So oh, hey, Patrick, Patrick already I, says. I, hold on. So I, I bet, I bet 80 pounds on <laughs> for the end of the year, beta release, beta zero zero. Oh, hold on. Let me think about that for a moment. Okay, how about yeah, end of the year, 80 pounds. <laughs> So that just the beta release. When's the official release? Oh, uh, yeah. So I guess I'll bet eight hundred pounds for edgy. <laughs> for edgy That's a ton of pounds. Ngconf? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say Ngconf. Yeah, I think late. I think. Well, I don't know. I haven't kept up as closely as you have. I, I think I think the official release is going to be out before Ngconf. I agree. Oh, really? Yeah. By release, you mean release candidate? Release, yeah. release candidate, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think it'll be beta release uh, within the next week or something, and then the uh, full release by the end of the year. Uh, I, I would say beta in one one month and a half, something. Um, yeah, for the release, I don't know. Uh, NGConf is in May, right? So yeah, maybe in May would be a good time. Yeah, I, I think they will just release it when it's ready. They won't rush just for for a date or something. I agree. Um, I don't. I don't think that they'll rush just uh, to release on a date. Um, as appealing as that would be, but my guess is beta is coming out in two weeks, and uh, the first release candidate will come out in April. Fool's Day. Yeah, it, yeah. That, actually, that would work out really nicely. April first. There's a really yeah. 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 So, so they have 51 issues open for the beta release, which is 23% complete. So here's here's what I, on top of all this speculation that we're throwing out there, please nobody like tweet that this is doctrine. Um, but. Uh, on top of all of this, I, I think that we should mention that the Angular team is well equipped to take contributions. I see time and time again that uh, people are contributing to Angular 2 um, who are just members of the community. Um, and so all of us can work together. And I know Patrick is like all over this, but we can all work together to make these dates move up. So we can, we can make Patrick wrong. You can make me wrong. Um, by working on the on the framework and making it happen sooner. Um, so if you know how to code, um, then they want you to help. Um, so just throwing that out there. You, you can just help for the documentation as well. There's a lot of work to do, and you don't have to code. You just have to add comments to the to the code. So it's easier to do, work, but you have to understand the, the concept. So. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I think it's easy, but you, you have to understand everything before you, you yeah, add any comments. I should mention also, I just looked, and the Angular repo has 164 contributors. That's, that's not small for something that's been released uh, or that hasn't yet been released. So yeah, definitely. And, and plus, it's in TypeScript. And that's exciting if you haven't ever used TypeScript before and get the IntelliSense. And, so even just setting it up might be exciting. Um, you know, so that's fun. Helps with the contributors. I think I, I added like about 20 new contributors to that one. <coughs> so let's, let's, let's uh, hear you just a little bit. To start bringing people in into the repo. So like, download the repo. Let me help you with an issue. Dude, that's awesome. Good for you. That's, that's way cool. Um, and I'll just go ahead and volunteer you for anybody who's watching or listening. Ping Patrick on Twitter, and he will spend at a minimum one hour helping each one of you. <laughs> Actually, I should, I'm going to, right now, I'm going to just jump into a quick pick. I pick Patrick because he is so, so helpful for, um, for people. He taught me how to do Angular 2 before I gave a talk on Angular 2. Um, and that was really, really helpful. Uh, so. I pick Patrick. He's awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, with that, um, why don't we actually jump into our picks? Um, and yeah, excuse me, Patrick. That's Patrick JS. Uh, <laughs> so 
Let's, uh, I'll, I'll start uh, going from left to right on my screen, which I think is actually different from what you see. So surprise, surprise. We'll start with Amy. Um, can you give us uh, your picks and tips, please? Uh, so my tip is to do something that scares you uh, because, I don't know, I wasn't terribly nervous, but it's still like a little outside my comfort zone. So I feel like it's the only way to get better is to do that kind of stuff. So if you're not pushing yourself every day, then hmm, probably not cutting it. Anyways, uh, so my pick, since we already picked the videos, I'm going to pick something else. Um, it's the, oh, I'll have to look, I'll put it in our doc, but I think it's angulartips.com. They had a good write-up um, on like the differences between Angular 1 and Angular 2 that I read. It's like five, ten minute read, and I got a lot out of it, so that will be my pick. That's it. Great, thanks. And if uh, in the Google Doc, if you could put links uh, next to your picks and tips, that's helpful. Um, okay, and uh, Carmen, you're next. And you're mute. <laughs> Carmen, are you there? Okay, sorry, sorry. I was just saying that please pick somebody else, but I, I found it in the <laughs> I found oh, it in the email. <laughs> uh, right. So, uh, Matt? Sabrisky, Sabrisky, am I saying it right? Sorry, Matt. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So uh, he made this really cool thing called pocketnode.io. I really loved it. Um, and he also has a blog post about it. Um, and I saw it, and I liked it so much. Uh, so I was thinking, oh, that's cool, because he's working with, uh, he, he made it with React. And then I was thinking, oh, it would be cool to do this with Angular, too, just for the sake of it of the exercise. <laughs> so, who knows? <laughs> yeah, actually, um, I looked at the implementation. It's pretty simple, like the mm -hmm. actual REPL piece of it. So, yeah, you could totally do that. It'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, because I, I really want to get my hands dirty now. So, yeah, yeah but um, it, it's a really cool project. I, I, I like it, so I, I want to pick that. Cool. Thanks, Carmen. Jeff, what do you have for us? So, my... Uh, pick is going to be something that we talked about at the end of uh, our talk, Patrick and I. We talked about that the most useful thing <clears throat> in my mind when you're trying to actually build something for real is seeing somebody else's actual real app, like with not just little code snippets, but like kind of everything working together. And so we started um, for the talk as we were kind of generating ideas and kind of continued now to build out a new app that is going to be eventually published at fullstackangular2.com that demos all these suites of like, you know, dozen different uh, tools and features from, you know, a variety of different uh, JavaScript-based technologies and like this new next generation of, you know, JavaScript stuff that's coming out. And uh, my tip at, uh, is one thing that I kind of um, started to realize as I was kind of building this out, uh, which is that uh, I think when you're using Angular 2, you should try as an op option for how you implement things, um, using classes for everything, um, but just have the dependency injector instantiate them as singletons and don't use inheritance at all. Use composition over inheritance, uh, try to still do functional programming, but still use classes for all of your stuff and, and um, really that is a allows you to get the most out of the Angular 2 
kind of sugar that's involved with um, dependency injection, and it just makes your code like look really nice. It's still easy to test and everything, and you don't have to worry about some of the pitfalls with uh, inheritance that you fall into. Um, you can fall into that, like guys like Eric Elliott kind of harp on. Cool, and actually, I'll, I'll uh, add a pick that's related to that um, because that yeah, I think that's a good thing. Um, I think uh, Scott needs to to go, and so Olivier is thanking him um, for taking his place. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, so my my pick would be hmm, native script uh, because. I think it's awesome. Like I just, I just can't get over it. I've been using it. I built a couple apps with it, and I'm just like, this is crazy. And like, it kind of blew my mind when I started building apps with it. But what really like changed it for me was when I had to go integrate a third-party native uh, library into NativeScript. Uh, I think the library that I chose is actually Firebase. So I wanted to use Firebase in the native app, uh, and I couldn't use the JavaScript Firebase because it relies on you know browser-specific APIs. So I used the native iOS and native Android implementation. And wrapping that up so NativeScript can use it and allowing, you know, having it to where I can use it in, uh, in JavaScript was just like, wow, I can't believe I'm, like, referencing native code through JavaScript instantly. It was just, like, mind-blowing to me. So, like, I uh, highly recommend checking that out. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, and then as far as tips, I recommend people, uh, if, like, if you want to be a developer that stays on the edge and, and do uh, cool things and, and, you know, try to keep up with what's going on, I recommend spending, like, at least two hours a week on something brand new, something you read about, something you saw, something you started on GitHub. Just grab it and spend two hours on it writing code. Like, don't spend two hours reading blog posts or two hours doing that. Just two hours actually using it, whether it's, you know, you, you want to try out RxJS, you wanted to try out Angular 2, just spend two hours on it. And, like, just getting your feet wet with that is going to, like, keep you well-rounded, keep you very familiar with a lot of things. Uh, I've been doing that a lot lately, and, like, I'm starting to see, like, trends and patterns and things, and it's helping me able to, like, go in and, and, and do things a lot faster, contribute to open source repos and whatnot. So I highly recommend doing something like that. Oh, and did I do React? Oh, Jeff, no, I did not do React Native. Never used it. Uh, but from my experience, from what I hear about React Native uh, versus NativeScript, I think React Native might be a little more pleasant to write. But from my understanding, you still have to know some type of native development when it comes to things not related to the view. So like some type of like you have to you have to write your own wrappers around like the native code and, and stuff like that. So uh, yeah. Oh no, answer on here. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Peace. Thanks for coming. Um, cool. So uh, Olivier, the time has come. What do you got? Yeah. For so I wanted to talk about Angular Connect talks, but then you said no, don't pick that. And then I wanted to pick. Uh, the new application that I'm writing in Angular 2 and that I just finished, but it's not finished yet because I still have some bugs, so it will be for next week or maybe the week after. Um, and I guess I have two picks. Um, first one is Angular 2. It's time, guys. You have to start, um, start trying at least to code something in Angular 2. Uh, there are a lot of... Um, of uh, applications that get you started real, real fast. So uh, yeah, just just try to code something in Angular 2. Like Scott said, um, take two hours, maybe a bit more for Angular 2. But, um, and yeah, uh, try, try it. Uh, the, the other one was um, an article from Pascal uh, upgrading apps to Angular 2 using ng-upgrade. 
uh, and actually just all the articles from uh, Sourcegram, Sourcegram are really interesting so I'll give you the link if you don't know this blog uh, it's really awesome uh, and go check this out and you will have uh, the motivation I hope to to start uh, working towards Angular 2. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Patrick JS, what do you have for us? So, so my tip is don't use jQuery if you don't have to. And if you do use jQuery, find a way to refactor it out eventually. Uh, you can use it as technical data, then the next week you could try to re-implement the widget that you that you uh, included to use jQuery. My, my picks are Angular 2 Universal Starter, I'll provide a link, but this is basically a really minimal starter for you to get, uh, for you to use server rendering in Angular 2. And my other pick is uh, help release Angular 2 beta. I'll provide a link with that with the milestones. Um, essentially, it just allows you to see how far Angular 2 is with the beta release, and you can help with that. And my very last pick is the scarf. So. I couldn't show you my English scarf, but I have my American one here. Um, when my luggage comes in, because they kind of lost it on the flight, uh, I will be able to wear that one. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Cheers. Thank you. All right, and I'll wrap this up. So for I, I have one tip. Um, it is uh, put your run and config functions in a different Angular modules to keep them out of your tests, your unit tests. Unless, obviously, like that setup is needed for whatever unit you're testing, in which case that um, they should be in the same. Um, but uh, the idea is um, when you are writing a unit test, you are going to do like a before each. You'll bootstrap the module for the unit that you're testing. Um, and if you have everything in a single module, then you're going to wind up uh, running all of your uh, run and config functions. And you'll run it every single for every it statement that you have. Uh, those functions will run. And so if, if you don't really need those to be run for your test, then it's kind of nice to have them external. Um, however, at the same time, uh, this isn't like a blanket statement because um, like some apps are kind of small. And so adding that cognitive load for having multiple modules may not be very useful. So you have to kind of make a decision there. But um, that's just a little tip for you. And then I have three picks. Um, two of them are blogs that I, I posted uh, just this in this last week. So open source stamina uh, it talks about how um, you know after you work on something for a long time and uh, you kind of get tired of it. But what really makes you kick the bucket is um, when you stop using uh, that library. So I, I give a couple of examples there. Um, and then I, I just published today. Please don't uh, commit commented out code um, because reasons, and you should go check it out uh, to find out what reasons I give. Um, and then as part of what Jeff talked about with uh, using classes, um, I, I am not a really huge fan of classes for a couple of reasons, but I always felt like um, I was um, too, like, I wasn't entirely accurate in my distaste for them. Um, and so Dan Abramoff gave, uh, or um, posted a really good blog post. Um, entitled How to Use Classes and Sleep at Night. Um, and so it was a very, very good blog, and I recommend that you check it out. And it, if you have a, have a bad taste in your mouth for classes, read his, his uh, blog post, and uh, it will sweeten classes for you a little bit. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a good post. I, I think he's a little bit more, it gives you a little bit more leeway than even I do. I think he allows for at least one level of inheritance. Um, I'm trying at least, at, at least initially to try to do no uh, inheritance, but um, yeah, it, it was definitely a good post. That, that's part of what inspired me as well. Cool, yeah. And I, I think, I'll have to read it again, but I think that one level of inheritance is just so you can inherit from React.Component, which you have to do to make it a React component, so yeah. But uh, cool. Um, I think that is it. Does anybody else have any last-minute things before we sign off? Okay, great. Uh, we don't have any questions. We don't have any NGR questions or NGR statements. So um, uh, I think uh, we'll go ahead and sign off, and we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. And next yeah. week for what's, uh, what's it? It's yeah. ng uh, 2.0 uh, yeah. with uh, Matthias uh, Nivella. <laughs> Don't miss that one. <laughs> Gonna be cool. Gonna be awesome. Yeah, very, very cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Take care. Cheers.